Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this special episode of the How of Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez, and my co-host David Begin is with me here today as well. This episode you're about to hear is a special episode. It's highlights from the Splash event that happened here recently in New Orleans. And David Begin was there and had an opportunity to chat with various folks throughout the show uh, in different breaks or on the show floor and get their feedback on the show as well as a couple other topics. He chats with James and Chris, for example, about LED signs. There's a brief conversation with Ryan Cook about chemicals and a conversation about employee training. So it's not just highlights and feedback, which will give you some insights as to what Splash was all about if you didn't have a chance to attend, but also a few takeaways there in these short little interviews. So David, tell me a little bit about what we're going to hear. And then at the end of the show, you and I will talk a little bit more and I want to ask you about your highlights, but tell me a bit about the experience of getting to chat with these people throughout the show. Yeah, Splash is a different event that the International Car Wash Association does. We're in our second year, and it's basically an event. It's a 48-hour event that we put together to allow people just to be able to come together. And it really gives us a more relaxed environment to get to visit with other car wash operators and, more importantly, the vendor community. So the vendor community that joins us at Splash really gets an opportunity to visit with people in in more detail uh, it's it's low key. There's not a lot of equipment that's brought to Splash, so it makes it easy on the vendors. But it just it's such a relaxing environment. I'm I'm always amazed when I go how much lower my blood pressure is, even as an attendee, not just a board member of the International Car Wars Association, but as an attendee. It's it's a very simple event and it's fun to go to. And there's tons of education. So every 20 minutes there was a new education topic that was introduced and talked about. It was given by either vendors or car wash operators or people that had certain expertise. And it's held in a big ballroom. And it's a great opportunity for me to get to visit with people, either operators or vendors, to find out what's new and interesting and different in their market. And so I just went around with my recorder and visited with individuals and got their impression on Splash and got their impression on the car wash industry and tried to gain some information. Yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I love this episode because it gives you a feel like for someone like myself who was not there, gives you a feel about what it was all about and a couple of tips as well to take away. So this episode, it's a shorter episode than typical, and uh, the episode is sponsored by Diamond Shine, and we happen to chat with Ryan as well, Ryan Cook, who's with Diamond Shine. So thanks to Diamond Shine for sponsoring this episode. So here now are the highlights from Splash Seventeen. Okay, who am I visiting with? Jimmy Starnes with Wash Me Fast and Wash Away Thirst, but yeah, our, our car wash brand is Wash Me Fast. Okay, good, good. Is this your first splash or have you been before? No, we actually went last year in Las Vegas and loved it, and I think that was the first one ever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. So we love, me and Jim both love the concept of, of being able to just get away uh, with the group, and what I, I love Splash for the reason that it's it's not a full-blown show, but it's bursts of energy and information and a fun environment where you can make new friends and learn a ton about, you know, car wash trends and 
fun stuff like that. Yeah, so if you were to contrast this show with the big car wash show, how would you contrast Splash? Well, I think my favorite, you know, the big show is great. We always come, we bring our entire team to that one. This one we're looking more for a, a quick show of really powerful talks and innovation. And, you know, we're, what we're looking for here is to connect with people, um, to maybe get one or two ideas kind of to, to take with us as we're going forward, learn from experts. But I like it because I have a very short attention span, and I love that I can listen to someone for 10 or 15 minutes and get a bunch of good information and then move on to the next thing. And you can pick the topics that you want to learn the most about, right, and then and kind of move around. It's great. It's great. You, you and I are exactly alike as far as attention spans. But uh, So you, you gave a talk. So what, what was it like actually giving a talk? Yeah, I loved it. it. You know, you guys always kind of give me a, an opportunity to speak on something that is, is really important to us, but something that we're kind of going through ourselves. So I was able to share the story um, for Wash Me Fest on how we're doing data collection, loyalty program, you know, things like that, how we're growing our business using good data. And um, that was really important to us because that's where we are as an organization right now is trying to figure out how do we harness, what data do we get, how do we harness it and use it for good you know, going forward in the future. And hopefully it was good for everybody that they got to listen to it. So yeah, you, had, you had a pretty big crowd. So what would you recommend to people who have not been to Splash? What would you tell them? You know, I would say if you're looking for some an, a, an easy way to bring you and, and the team and learn and connect with the ICA and connect with other operators, owners, leaders, this is a great opportunity to do that. And, and it's always in a fun place. And it's, you know, not overwhelming. You don't have to take an entire week off to do it. But the amount of information and connection you can get in two days is amazing. I would highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. This is our second one. We've been to both, so we love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it next year, and this is going to be a permanent part of my convention trade show yeah. circuit. Jim, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. So who, who am I visiting with here? James Anderson, regional manager, sales manager for Vantage LED. Okay, and Chris, give me your name and what you do. Chris Wingate, Regional Sales Manager for Complete Signs. Okay, so tell me a little bit about LED technology. It's pretty exciting nowadays what we're able to do with it, but what's, what's happening in the LED technology world and why, uh, why are people starting to move to LED signs as part of their overall signage strategy? Well, the digital message centers, you're able to keep your branding fresh and new. You can constantly change your, your whatever something new comes up people keep seeing something different, so it's not the same old sign every day. So they'll notice more what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, we're starting to see a combination of both LED and other types of signs. Do you recommend people just going directly with LEDs or should they have their brand or their logo on part of their sign? Or I've seen all types of different ways people are doing it, but do you, when you talk to new customers, do you have a recommendation on how to mix signage? When I talk to new customers, I, I would say keep your, your branding of your static sign and your logo, that is you, that's who you are. And then get your message out with the LED sign. Because that, that, that's what keeps people coming in. You can have your new products, your new lines, new information they need to get out. But keep your logo and who you are there at the same time. Okay, and when people are looking at it, what do they need to think about when they look at it? Because I know there's different types of LED signs. What, what do they need to think about from an expense standpoint and a quality standpoint? Well, your big thing is you have to know where you are because there's difference in the, the resolution, the, the, how tight the, they call it the pitch, which is just the size of your pixel. Uh, the smaller the pixel, the more definition you can get. But if you're on a highway where they're further away, you don't need to spend a lot of extra money for that because you're getting the same impact. 
from a lower resolution. So, so know where you are, listen to your, your, your reference, your person at the sign company, because they can help you to understand what, what you really need. And then cities and governments are getting more friendly, LED friendly, I would think would be the word to use. Uh, they're, they're, they're embracing them a lot more than probably they have in the past. Well, what are some challenges you've seen from a city standpoint or a county standpoint when it comes to getting LED signs approved? Like you said, it varies from city to city, county to county. Cities tend to be more restrictive than counties, uh, but it is loosening up. They're, 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 the fear of becoming Las Vegas is starting to go away, and they're starting to understand. But it's important for the customer to control the brightness and, and the different things. So at nighttime, it's not causing the distractions. That's really what causes them to clamp down so much. So as long as everybody works together, it, it, it's loosening up and it's getting a lot better. Yeah, yeah, good. And we, we, we installed an LED sign at one of our car washes about a year ago. We've had really good success with it. I know one of the things our city required is we can't change our what's on the LED. We, we gotta, it's got to be at least there for 10 seconds. I know up in Denver, Colorado, which I live south of, but in Denver, it's once every minute. You can't change your sign once every minute. Uh, so it's interesting to see what the different requirements yeah. are for, for LED signs. But being an over, part of the overall strategy, I think, is important. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, the, those timings, there are some places where you can change them once a day. That that's, takes away some of the effectiveness of it. But as part of the overall strategy, getting your message out, they're the perfect venue, way to do it. You don't have to walk out there to change the sign. Ours is run on a Cloudware software. You can control it from anywhere. There's an internet connection. You could be in Hawaii on the beach and change your sign. And so it, it's a great way to do it. And it keeps everything fresh. Yeah, that's great. So um, for new operators or existing operators, Talk to their sign company, I guess, and find out what the requirements are and what's available. Yeah, your sign company should be able to look. They'll go through the code. They'll find everything for you. They should do the permitting. Turnkey. Complete signs is everything turnkey. So that's the way to go. Talk to your sign company. They'll help you out. Okay, good. That takes me to Chris here, who actually works for Complete Signs. So you integrate LEDs into your strategy for signs. How many, in general, are you selling more LEDs with, with regular signs than you have before, or what's, what's, what's the mix? Absolutely. Um, I think the technology is finally catching on. Um, you know, the old this basically takes the place of the old reader board, letter board. Um, but people are starting to realize the importance of this tool um, to be able to market. And uh, you know, that's the key is you know having you know a great marketing plan. Good, good. So, well, what are some mistakes that you've heard of um, that people make when they do signs? Really, not taking it seriously. I mean, you know, that's that's the key. That's what signs were created is, you know, so that you can get your brand out there and, and be noticed. And, you know, a lot of people do not take it seriously. And it's, you know, that's, you know, basically that's the first thing people see, you know, to, to want to enter your car wash, your store or whatever it is, you know. So you got to have, you know, you got to take it serious, take your brand serious and your logo serious. Yeah, I, I see people trying to cram too much information on signs. Do you see that? Absolutely. Um, simplicity is best. You know, the main thing is just having your name there and, uh, you know, not trying to be too flashy. You know, the LED message board, that's where that comes into play. You know, just have your logo simple and, and basic and describe who you are and what you do and then let the digital message board, you know, do the rest. Yeah, yeah. So I think a combination, I think I'm looking at your, your, uh, your, I don't know what these things are called up here, but your tower with your different signs up there. But most of them have got a combination of LED 
and their logo. But uh, I, I'm a big fan of keeping logos simple, keeping your signage simple. You got to let people know what you do. That's right. Uh, you know, the first signs we had was called Whitewater Rapid. You know, and then people didn't really know what we did. They thought we might have a rapids company or a rafting right. company or whatever. Right. But I think putting car wash up there, I think, is, is an important part of the strategy. You got to have the name prominent. People got to know what you're doing. That's right. Correct. Yeah. And it, it is still very much an impulse buy. So you got to let people know pretty quickly. Hey, this is the service being offered here. Car wash is important. And then the rest of it is secondary. Right. And the main thing is, you know, doing enough research to know, you know, what you need specifically, you know, relying on your sign company, but hold them accountable as well. You know, I mean, we see it all the time. The main thing is, you know, get multiple quotes, but also take into consideration, you know, pricing is key. You know, not always the cheapest price is the best way to go, you know. I mean, so just just do your homework, do your research, and just make sure that you hold your sign company accountable, you know, from a, a sign company standpoint. No, that's good. Good. No, I definitely agree with that. You get what you pay for many times. And some people think they're saving a few dollars and they end up regretting it in the past. But if, how's Splash for you? Are you enjoying the show? Absolutely. Love it. You know, it's been a, it's been a really good show. Love the atmosphere. Um, love the people that we've met so far. Um, you know, it's, it's a great way for a lot of the manufacturers to get together with the owners and, and really, you know, build partnerships and relationships. So it's been very good. Good, good. So if people want to find out more information about Complete Signs, where would you send them? I would send them to our website, completesigns.net. Um, you can call me on my cell phone number, 334-790-5015. Okay, great. Chris, thank you so much. And uh, James, thanks so much for visiting with you guys. Thanks. Jeff, thank you so much for visiting with me. Tell me about Splash. This is your second time to be here? This is the second time that we've come, uh, actually my first time. So I'm, I'm excited at the, the more casual format, more, more people and the venue. I, I really like it. Yeah, I can't get a word in with you at the regular trade show. I always wave at you, but you've got 40 people waiting to talk to you. So usually it's the third day, the last hour of the trade show when I come by and say hi. So this is so much more relaxed and easygoing, and we can get in a lot more in-depth conversations like we're having here. Absolutely. You know, that's that's the one thing uh, format-wise. It's, you know, a little more spread out. And one thing that you don't get bogged down in is in, a, in equipment. And I think that's where, you know, having the casual atmosphere that we can just kind of have conversation, you know, instead of, uh, you know, kind of getting bogged down in, in some hardware and that, that type of stuff. So it's it's been great so far. Yeah, good, good. So this is actually serving an important purpose I guess, in your marketing strategy to be able to have these type of in-depth conversations? Yeah, definitely, you know, it, it offers a, a little less expensive way to, you know, to be able to connect with distributors, with, uh, you know, with our operators that have our systems, instead of having to, you know, ship out a bunch of equipment. I mean, it definitely provides a little bit of relief uh, as far as that goes. So we can get out into the different markets and, you know, it doesn't cost as much to come, you know, to do these shows as well. Good, good. So if people want to find out more information about ICS, where would you send them to? We'd send them to ICSCarWarSystems.com. Okay, great, great. Jeff, thank you so much for visiting with me. It's been great, and I uh, wish you the best of luck. Good. Great to be here. And I, I want my discount on my uh, machine. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Okay. Take care. This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes. Efficiently producing clean, dry, and shiny cars nationwide, Diamond Shine helps operators create a top-notch wash experience 
and satisfied repeat customers. From branding and marketing to on-site problem solving, Diamond Shine's team delivers results. Visit DiamondShine.com today to learn more from the industry experts. Who am I visiting with? Uh, Ryan Cook with Diamond Shine. <laughs> good, how are you? Ryan and actually a good friend, so. Uh, but we're here at Splash 2017 edition here in New Orleans. How's it been going so far? So far, so good. Yeah, yeah. So tell me what's, uh, what's new in the chemical industry. What's, what's happening? That's kind of a big question, I know, but... What's new in the chemical industry? So what's new with Diamond Shine or what's new in the chemical industry? Well, Diamond Shine slash chemical industry. Sure. Well, obviously, we got acquired by Sunny, so that's kind of new and exciting. So we have that partnership, and hopefully we'll be able to offer a lot more bundled services to our customers. And But beyond that, you know, there's, you know, uh, that's probably the biggest development for us. But beyond that, a lot of new chemistry coming out. So... Uh, some new drying agents. So there's definitely some new technologies in like uh, how you protect the car. And so some of that is starting to, to come out in some products like we have like Siltec and PolyShine Max, which essentially uh, kind of the next level of, of clear coat protectant, you know, so polymers, they work really fast, they dry the car really well, they have a crashing foam, so they rinse really well. So we're really excited about that as people go to higher and higher track speeds to have products that work. Uh, you know, at those speeds and still produce a fantastic car. Yeah, it seems like track speed is your enemy of chemistry sometimes because a lot of chemistry is designed to, to have some dwell time on the car, whether you're cleaning it or rinsing it or trying to get it dried. You need, do need time, and most operators are at the point now they want to maximize their throughput because processing is important. So addressing that quickly, I think it's going to be an important part of chemistry going forward. Yeah, I agree. Time and space. And so I think from, from both challenges, higher and higher track speeds, and then obviously we're putting more and more stuff in the tunnel. Uh, some of that's to drive ticket average, some of that's to provide value to the customer. But at the end of the day, it just gives us a big challenge because we have less of both to work with, right? And so obviously space is time in the tunnel. And so as we start to shrink that space and then we start to speed up, the, it's kind of we're hitting it from both ends. We're creating, so we have to have really, really quick reaction times, and it's definitely changed the way we make our chemistry. So increasing your track speed, so if, if you get a busy day and somebody goes to the back room and increases their track speed by 25 cars an hour, that does have an effect. Chemistry is typically tuned for a specific track speed, I would, I would say, correct? Yeah, I, you know, I think if you were to ask me, you know, from, you know, putting my chemical hat on, you know, what would be my recommendation, and I always say pick a track speed and stick with it because you're creating a consistent product at that point in time and you can kind of, you make your adjustments off of that, whether you need to do something to get a drier car or get a cleaner car. When you start messing with your track speed, especially on a daily basis, it becomes very, very hard to really dial, dial that in. So, um, you know, as far as quality goes, I think sometimes it's that, you know, uh, you're, you're sacrificing that to put throughput. And sometimes that's acceptable, right? Some companies decide that, hey, you know, we have a huge line, and instead of upsetting my customers by making them sit in line for a long time, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to put out as good a car as I normally do. But to be honest with you, if you're going that much, if you're going a 25% increase in track speed, um, you would have to have somebody there for a good part of the morning to get the chemical dialed back in to really make it work well for that, that increase in track speed. Yeah, so I would agree with you. I think it's important. I, I hear of car wash operators that do increase their track speed when things are busy, and that's probably not a good idea because you are messing with the one thing that produces a good product, which is chemistry, and um, there's a lot of variables to it. And, and whether you increase your concentrations, if you're going to increase your track speed or whatever it is, it's, it's, a, it's a big, big job. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, there's always those, that challenge of trying to keep your you know keep customers happy, and I know that you know I think I, like I said that that urge to want to speed it up isn't always a greedy one. Sometimes they're they are trying to balance that that expectation of somebody doesn't want to sit in line for 30 minutes to get a car wash, right? So they speed up the track speed to try to accommodate those customers. Um, but yeah, they're definitely creating challenges for themselves, no doubt about it. Yeah, good. Well, how's splash turning out for you so far? And are you happy with the results? Yeah, it's early. It's early. Um, you know, in the day, and I think uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit more volume come in this afternoon, but so far it's been pretty good, so. Good, good, yeah. We have these uh, talks, these little splash talks that are going on, and I think they're taking a majority of the crowd right now, but um, so that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I think the, well, you know, I think last year I was at the one in Vegas, and they had the talks too, and I think that, uh, you know, I think the, the little bit of difference is obviously I think we had more volume, you know, last year, which, um, but it was a really good event last year. I think uh, this year it's going to be a little slower, but, you know, I think it's still going to be a good event and looking forward to seeing what happens in uh, 2018. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll continue tweaking it and messing with it and keep improving it. So this, these are experiment, a little experimental on the part of ICA, and we'll figure out what works and what we need to improve upon as we go along. So thanks a lot. Uh, I was, the other thing I was going to tell you, I, we were talking about my truck. We were looking at my truck. We were riding bicycles on on Sunday, we were looking at my truck, a 10-year-old Tundra, and it looks pretty good. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great testament to what you can do when you wash your car frequently. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it does. It looks like it's brand-new paint. And I know, like, every car I've ever traded in, obviously, I get my car washed a lot. You know, I'm buying car washes from my customers. and and uh, But every car we've traded in, same thing. I mean, we turned, you know, when we moved from Texas here. It's been a while now, but when we moved from Texas to Colorado, we, had, we traded in a expedition. And it was the same thing. It was 10 years old, and the guy was asking us when we had it repainted, you know, and it was uh, the original paint. You know, the car had never been in an accident, so it was, uh, but it was because it got washed on almost a weekly basis, and it, you know, it made a huge difference to the appearance of the car, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so I'm keeping my car. It looks good, and uh, it is proud. It's something you can show your customers. Here's what an example can look like when you take care of your vehicle. It does, it does, it's an investment, and it does pay off. So, Ryan, thanks for joining me today. Have a good day. Thanks. Take care. So I'm visiting with Danka from ABW. ABW in Chicago. Yeah. And what do you do for ABW? Um, I handle marketing and our trade shows and website. Okay, so tell me how Splash kind of figures into your overall marketing strategy. Splash is interesting. It's a really fun new event. Last year was the first time that we had Splash, and it was in Vegas, and it was a really fun turnout. It's a cool new spin on trade shows. And this year in Nolens, it's been even more fun. So uh, it's, it's a whole different, it's obviously easier for you to set up, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, it's great. That, this is like a breeze. You kind of just have to give over your graphics and your logo, um, and then they handle the rest for you. Yeah. It's very minimal in the um, preparation for the booth. It just seems like it's an easier pace, too. There's not that, that, uh, that it's, it's not an exhausting day. No. I, it's not. It's, um, yeah, different vibe. Way more of a relaxed but fun energy. And it's still, but we're still doing business. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's, it's, it's high-quality conversations that are going on. And those are difficult to have. I, as an operator, I find it very difficult to be able to sit down with anybody for 10 minutes or 15 minutes and have a really good conversation about something. So I, I from an operator perspective, I appreciate it. And hopefully from a vendor perspective, you guys appreciate this type oh, yeah. of thing. And what we love a lot are these wash talks. 
that happen throughout the day. Um, I think everyone enjoys hearing from operators and vendors new topics. Good, good. Are you turnout, and we love Splash, and excited for next year. Good, good. Uh, where would you recommend we have it next year? Ooh, Miami, the 305, my oh. favorite city. Oh, you like Miami? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, we're going to probably move it around the country, so it'll be interesting to say where we have it next year. But thanks a lot for coming. We appreciate AVW. They've been a great partner of the International Car Wars Association, and you guys have always been on the forefront. You've been a Century member, so you believe in the industry and put, putting back. Yay. So. Good. Well, Danka, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Who am I speaking with? Hi, I'm Wayne from Benny's. Daisy from Benny's. Okay, great, great. The Benny's Car Wash is a well-known chain in the U.S. They actually get credit for starting the Exterior Express wash model. Do you guys, you guys familiar with that, I guess? Yes, with the uh, stack control system. Good, good. So you had a car wash tour yesterday where people from the Southwest Car Wash Association came and visited. Uh, do you guys get to attend car wash tours or anything yourselves? I actually haven't yet. I'm hoping one day I could. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a great lesson to get to visit, and we were, yeah, I'm sure everybody was grateful to get to see Benny's. But you're a corporate trainer for Benny's, and then, Daisy, what do you do? A manager in training, I'm hoping to become a manager. Okay, so how did you find the car wash industry? It's always interesting to try to figure out how people find the car wash industry. What, what brought you to start working at car washing? I like being outside. I've always been in the fashion industries, but I always like to be outside. I figured the car wash was actually a thing to help me enjoy talking to customers, being outside, enjoying the beautiful weather. Okay, and so what are some of the qualifications necessary, do you think, to be a manage management trainee? What were, what were they looking for? What, what type of skills or talents or characteristics did you have? They're mainly looking for people who have very good customer service. Um, some people that have experience with like um, operations to help people explain to people that's very fluent in talking to customers that are open to explain to customers with what items we have, what we offer to help make them feel comfortable about our wash and not freak out into the wash. <laughs> Good, yeah, it's, it can be stressful sometimes. So it's people that love customers. I think you gotta have a service attitude too. You gotta really like to serve people. And so it's got to be a mission for you or whatever you want to call it. It's got to be you like to take care of people and change that frown to a smile. So that's great. And Wayne, are you, are you the corporate trainer or a corporate? I got the position as a corporate trainer about a week ago, yes. Okay. Yeah. What's, what, what's been your experience with Benny's? How, how much experience did you have? Uh, since I've been a child and going to Benny's. Um, I've been here for a year. Um, I love the company. It's a great company to work for. Um, when I was little, I didn't know it actually was this big, and then I applied one day and realized, hey, I can actually grow into this, and that's when I, how I started. Good, good. So what are some of the care? So I, I'm a big believer in training. It's important to train your employees, make sure they're trained. What are, what are some of the characteristics you think that will, will make a good employee after you train them? Leadership. Someone that already shows the um, leadership ability, and then something that we can also bring out in somebody else as well. That's one of our big key features there. Good, good. And how many employees does Benny's have? Ooh. I can't round off the top of my head. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, are you focused on this? Just the, I know Benny's has convenience stores. Do you the convenience, the um, oil change locations, and we also have car wash and details. Okay, are, are you planning on doing training for all those or just the car wash group? I believe all of it. Yes, we're going to be trying to globalize all. Well, good, good. Is this your first splash event? Yes, it is. Yes. 
Okay. Well, what, what do you think of it? Have you, have you been to any of the car wash shows before, any regional or national car wash shows? This is my, this is my first one, so I really didn't know what to expect out of it. They said there's going to be a lot of different things, and I'm noticing now I'm here, I'm noticing some of the vendors that we actually use at our car washes, too. So it's nice to see the faces that we actually use. Okay, how about you, Daisy? This is my first one I have been to. Um, I actually enjoy it because I can see the new different items. I write down different things to help see what uh, better future is. Um, I didn't know we had a lot of people over here that we buy from, and I think they're great. Everybody's really great here. Good. Have you listened to any of the talks that have gone on so far? Not yet. I was still making my way around to every vendor. <laughs> still making a room, like around town talking to everybody. Okay. okay, you've got a plan in place, but that's good. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to get to visit with vendors in a relaxed environment. Usually the national show is pretty crowded and has a lot of folks, but uh, splash, this splash event has you know, you know, less people, but it's also more designed to be a little bit more relaxed, and uh, you can have some good conversations with some people. So, Well, you're with a great organization. I congratulate you for working for Benny's, and you're going to learn a lot. Justin and, and uh, his team are really good at what they do, and uh, you're, you're, you're in a good spot. So thank, thanks for being at the show, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at some of the other shows. Thank you. Great for having me. Thank you. It's been awesome. Well, great. I hope you enjoyed those snippets and highlights from Splash. Uh, David, tell us a little bit more of your, your experiences. If I had asked you during the show what your uh, feedback and impressions were, tell us a little bit more about that. You were there obviously acting as president of the ICA, so you had a lot of responsibilities, but you've been to the previous one, the original one as well. So tell us a little bit more about the experience. Yeah, it was just, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's an event that ICA basically does for the industry and it gives uh, industry uh, people an opportunity to come and interact with each other, get a lot of education. So very short uh, 15 minute presentations are made by lots of different people with lots of different subjects. And then it's just a, it's just a relaxed event. I, one, it's much, much different than the car wash show that we do every year, which has almost eight to 9,000 people and 450 vendors and 150,000 square feet of showroom space. And where you want to see a ton of equipment and you want to talk to a lot of, you know, all the vendors, this is a much smaller event, but it's a much more relaxed event. And it's just a great opportunity for people to get together, visit with one another, spend time with vendors. It's the, the one thing I really like about Splash is the fact I can spend some significant time with vendors and I can chat with them for 15 or 20 minutes where during the trade show, I have difficulty getting a word in with anyone because there's a lot of new people entering the market that want to ask a lot of questions. And so much, much different. Uh, it's, it's an event that's held around the country. So we'll probably look at where it's going to be held next year. Uh, we, we try to move it uh, opposite from where the, uh, the car wash show is. But uh, it's 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 an event that ICA gives back to the industry. It's something that ICA doesn't make any money on, and uh, it's 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 an investment. Yeah, great, excellent. And you mentioned that the individual presentations you did a couple of fifty minute presentations, some others, and we had an opportunity to record some of those. So those will be in upcoming episodes of the How a Car Washing. So look forward to those. You in particular did one on safety that we were able to record. That'll be coming up soon. Yes. So, yeah. Go ahead. Safety I'm sorry. is is something I'm you know something I'm really interested in right now. So we're actually producing some safety training videos uh, through our company, Henry and I's company, 
for car wash operators and workers. And we're excited about launching that sometime at the beginning of next year. But uh, car wash safety is something that's very important to me. It's something I think about now uh, when I watch my car wash workers work. I think about the safety aspects of car washes. You know, we're, we're obligated to, as owners and operators, to make sure we create a safe environment for our car wash employees. And so everything we can do from making sure our ladders are in good condition to making sure people are trained is, is something we need to do. Yeah, it's a huge topic, right? When people that the, the infamous question of what keeps you up at night, that keeps us up at night, right? So look forward to that episode. It's a short episode and we'll add some to it as well, like we've done here with this episode. And then like David said, look forward to some stuff coming from us to help you train your staff on safety and on other topics. All right. So the next big ICA event will be the car wash show in Las Vegas, right? That's correct. Yeah. We'll have the car wash show in Las Vegas. And I don't have the dates in front of me. I can look real quick. I do. <laughs> it's April 26th through the 28th. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's the big show that we typically have. And we will have it. We typically have it in Las Vegas uh, semi-regularly. We're kind of moving it out of Las Vegas and then having it elsewhere. Some people love Las Vegas. Some people don't like Las Vegas. So to keep everybody happy, we, we move it around. Um, between locations. So yeah, that's that's uh, where we plan to have the, the next show. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. For uh, those of you listening, if you've got some ideas or feedback or thoughts on other topics or any comments, please share those with us. You can visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com. That's where you'll find show notes, other resources, and a way to contact us. Thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.